Today's episode is brought to you by a new sponsor, Homefield Apparel, which is presenting the cover reveal of the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Head over to homefieldapparel.com for officially licensed unique collegiate merchandise with six Texas schools already on the list and new schools and designs added every week. Homefield Apparel. Welcome everyone to the Republic of Football. I'm your host, Shahan J. Raja, the college football insider at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can find all of our work at texasfootball.com. You can find us on Facebook, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can find us on Twitter at DCTFCFB. And now's a good time to become a subscriber at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. And the reason for that, the reason that we have a rare Friday episode, we got a cover. We got a cover. That's Ishmael Johnson over there. Ish, how you doing? Doing good, man. Well, as people have figured out by now, by the way, we are recording this a week in advance. So this, it feels very weird to say this out loud. <laughs> I, I don't think that I've been, uh, I don't think I've let myself say it or right. think it so far. Yeah, I definitely haven't. Uh, outside of the Slack chat, it hasn't been manifested really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Texas A&M on the cover of the magazine, specifically Texas A&M's defense. We got four players on the cover, Damani Richardson, DeMarvin Leal, Michael Clemens, and Miles Jones. Yep. Yeah, I mean, geez, when you look at, I mean, we 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 can get into it a little bit here. Yes, uh, yes. When you look at what those guys represent for A and M, right? They represent kind of a. I mean, you have Demarvin Leal, who's obviously like the blue chip guy. He's right? the star. The, yeah, right. He is the star. In, in the but state. he's still not. But he's still not a name. Right. Right. He's still not an. He's not an Ed Oliver per se. Um, so what you have to me is a collection of talent that represents kind of what this A&M defense is, right? It's, it's, it has a Leal, but he's not a Miles Garrett, right? right. He's not like a dynamite. Right, he's not number one. We know he's elite. We've known he's going to be elite since he came out of uh, Converse Judson. But as a whole, this is a unit that's made up of a bunch of just really good players who maybe not aren't known across the, uh, across the country, probably not even across the state by and large, aside from Leal. Yeah, that's a good point. And so just to take a step back real quick, right? Yeah. Obviously, this is the biggest decision that we make every single year. 100%. Who to be on the cover of this magazine. And I think for us, the funny thing about it, we've heard so many guesses. And I feel like I feel like we didn't get as many Texas A&M guesses as I expected. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> Definitely not. And, and I do think a part of that, right? A, a lot of the time, people, and, and listen, this is probably, we're somewhat to blame for this. You hear quarterback, right? The last two covers have been quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas A&M loses their quarterback. You think maybe, okay, well, they lost their quarterback. Maybe that's it, right? Right. Um, do you know the last defensive player to be on the cover of the magazine? The main cover. The main cover. Is it Datton win? So he was the last solo defensive player. Okay, so I'm thinking. That was 98. Tommy Blake. Yes, yes. And that was 2007? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So it's been, I mean, that's. 14 years right right? it's been a long time since that's been the case and so I think that for us right we look at this Texas A&M team and yeah Jimbo yeah whatever coach whatever whatever I think that in a lot of ways the story of this team is the defense 100% right and and I think for us you look at the improvement that they made last year and even just talking about the around the office you know when you head into next year I think their floor is so high just because that defense is that good, yeah. right? And, and I think that you talk about Texas A&M, you know, for people who don't know, and, you, and you'll get a little bit of a history lesson in my main feature in the magazine, which, again, textfootball.com slash subscribe, uh, get it now. But, you know, there's this long legacy at Texas A&M of defense, mm-hmm. specifically those wrecking crew defenses. For yes. people who haven't seen, 
on the cover we have the new crew. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to get have people, you know, thinking and talking a little bit. Um, the point for us isn't that we're declaring the Wrecking Crew back or anything right. like that. But in a lot of ways, we feel like this moment in Texas A&M history is kind of akin to what happened back in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, I even made the comparison in the magazine. You know, I, I think you had Lester Hayes back in the 70s who mm-hmm. led some really great defenses. Now you kind of had Miles Garrett, right? Mm-hmm. And every every defensive lineman was like, I want to be that guy. And Texas A&M is the place where I can do it. And now I think 2021 is really that culmination year mm-hmm. where we get to see that happen. Yeah. And I think during the photo shoot, you kind of – you kind of got some of that swagger a little bit, right? Yeah, because yeah. like uh, your your story goes into that as well, where you talk about some of what what the wrecking crew represented, and it was it was more than just hey, this is a really good defense, right? It was a it, had, it was a defense that had an attitude. It was defense that played with an edge. It was a defense that I mean, at the time, even uh, uh, I know that a lot of people credit Jackie Sherrill and R.C. Slocum with just like embracing kind of that 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 black culture a little bit as well that was something that was really associated with the wrecking crew as well texas yeah exactly i know right (laughs) exactly but like around that time that was the premier like you know school doing that and embracing that and you know again during the photo shoot you kind of see you know it's not i don't want to again it's not a one-to-one it's it's their style right it's these guys doing their own thing which is why it's kind of the new crew we kind of dub it that yeah um because Obviously, we're relating it back to history, but they're doing it their own way, right? We we knew talking with Michael Clemens and seeing him just kind of open up completely in that photo shoot and just having that sweat. You see it on the cover. That was the energy those guys brought, right? That was a fun photo shoot. Uh, DeMarvin Leal is like you can tell he's like the the guy in terms of like just being the personality, right? And so like there's a confidence with those guys. I remember we were uh, (laughs) taking a little bit behind the scenes, like uh, when we were going to do the outdoors shoot yes um they kept making fun of uh i can't remember who it was uh uh to marvin leal was talking about somebody had a pick against vanderbilt and he wasn't but they were like they brought up like a random thing and they all started like bickering about like a pick <laughs> that like somebody didn't follow a block and like demarvin leal was like i had the edge shield bro why didn't you but it was like it was that kind of like energy and swagger of just like oh yeah they, their mind was just on football but like going back on like how this play could have actually been like better if they would have just like right. it, was, it was just like that, that type of spur of the moment thing and like i brought out my phone i was like is this the one you're talking about and like he's like yeah 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 and he's like he's like well He's like pointing. He's like, look, I have the edge seal. Like they're all like, it was like a really fun energy. Um, And then you realize, like, all right, these guys are really cool and laid back, but also, and they can line up and really just like get in the backfield and destroy quarterbacks. (laughs) Right? They'll beat your ass. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I hope that I I think that was the my thing that I love most about the covers. I think it captures a lot of their personality. Yeah, yeah. To me, I mean, I think that this is one of our best covers in a while one of our best ever covers in my opinion i mean it just came out we're still gonna have to sit back and let let everybody else history all that sort of stuff but you know if you look at at covers in the last 10 to 20 years i mean i I think that uh you know our last 10 years of covers i think have been pretty good uh, across the board but i mean this is up there man this this is up there i think that you know i think back to that 2016 mahomes kingsbury cover i think that's a great one but like I mean, I personally like the the Baylor cover a lot sure. too. Uh, you know, even though we don't display it the same way anymore. But right. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I think that like I think it's right up there, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's as uh, up there with the, any of the the best covers that we've ever had. And you know, I think it's fun too because the last two, you know, we didn't get to do a photo shoot with Shane Bouchelle, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Sam, great time. You know, he, he was great. But I think that 
getting to do a collection of players. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... It's very different. Yeah, I mean, I guess you are going back to 2014, right, with uh, with Petty and Goodley as yeah, being the last point, yeah. time mm-hmm. that, that we've had multiple players on the cover. And I think that that just, like you mentioned, I think it loosened everybody up. I think mm-hmm. it made everybody excited. And, um, and yeah, I, I think, again, we'll, you'll read about it in the story, too, but... But you go back to those defenses of the 80s and 90s. It was that swagger. And and the thing that uh, that they talked about a lot, too, because I talked to Chet Brooks, who was on that defense, who apparently coined the term wrecking mm-hmm. crew. Yes, he did. Uh, and, and to R.C. Slocum, who obviously was the defense coordinator turned coach. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that you say about them is that they wanted to define the game their own way mm-hmm. right they wanted to control the game they didn't they didn't care what you were running sure, right you sure. can you run the spread you run the pro style you run the option they don't care they're coming after you yeah. right and and you might have 1.5 seconds to get off a deep pass if you can get there but if you don't you're in trouble right mm-hmm. and so to me you know those those wrecking crew defenses were built around more of a three four look right mm-hmm. and and so those defenses were speed mm-hmm. those defenses were were coming off the edge at you right and I think that actually you look at the game today right I, I think that this in a lot of ways is the modern evolution of that which is we got to win with four yes we got to win with our base rushers you, you don't have extra guys that you can take out of the field you got to be back in the field and still win right and mm-hmm. so i think in a lot of ways especially in the sec i think uh, especially because it's such a line of scrimmage league i think that this is in a lot of ways what that next iteration is yeah i think because you're not going to get you know what exactly that defense was no, right no, no, in no, today's no. game because offenses are way too open right everybody's running you know rpos and spread tempo things like that um and so you're not going to get the the three yards in a cloud of dust type defense right. where you're like yeah, right. you're forcing teams to average you know one and a half two yards a carry um you're going to have to you know probably give up a lot of yards but the thing is like and we we saw AM's defense you know it was, I don't want to say it wasn't Ben not break it was fan, it was legitimately good right yes. it was a top ten SP plus defense yes. but we saw some games where of course they got beat right like yes. that's just the nature of the game now you're gonna get beat deep Bama gets beat every year right Clemson gets beat every year these teams are gonna allow deep shots because the receiving talent and the spread offense are that good but what AM did last year was one they were fantastic against the run right teams could not run that front seven was really really good and they were able to get to the quarterback they were able to it was it was really sound overall right and you didn't have I mean we were used to seeing uh before this year um you remember I mean we always joked how Arkansas was always a random game for AM cuz like we don't know both teams are going to throw for 500 <laughs> yards and just like you know it was we 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 got used to AM being under Kevin Sumlin and even the early days with Jimbo a really good offense yeah that had to outscore other teams because they knew their defense was probably going to get up 30 right right, right and right. last year it wasn't the opposite. The offense was still good, but under Jimbo, the offense isn't as high octane by design and lets the defense set in and lets the defense settle into the game. They're not the offense isn't racking up these eight play drives going, you know, driving down the field and scoring immediately. Defense gets thrown back out there. They're controlling the clock. They're controlling the game and they're they're playing complementary football. And I think I mean, Mike Elko obviously was a, was was the dynamite hire that kind of made this all happen. But it, right now, long story short, it's going to count. It, 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 the defense is going to be what they're hinging on this year, right? It was kind of a balance last year. Now, okay, now you have an experienced defense that's really, really good. 
can that it's going to have to nurture the offense a little bit now um, because we talked about quarterbacks, right? Anum doesn't have their quarterback, and that I think that's going to be the story of this year. It's going to be can this defense be leaned on enough to where the offense comes up to speed, to where Haynes King or Zach Calzada, whoever takes the snaps, comes up to speed. You know, that's the story. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, for us, I honestly, again, I'm, I'm shocked that more people didn't guess something along the lines of this because to me, I, I felt like this was a pretty no-brainer choice. When when So I, I'll, I'll, a little bit behind the scenes here. Uh, when we were discussing... You know, this is. This, I'll, I'll give full credit here to our managing editor, Greg Tepper. Mm-hmm. This was something that I didn't even have in mind. Yeah. Right? Because I was, I think I was in here just randomly one morning, and I was looking at him, and I was like, so what are we doing for a cover? Like, <laughs> I just thought about that. I was like, it was sometime during yeah. the season. Yeah. And I was like, what are we, you know, what are we doing? Like, and we thought about it. He thought about it, and he was like, he was really, really confident yeah. about this idea. Yeah. He's like, I think we're, we're doing the AM defense. Like, yeah. unless something happens, you know, something crazy, wild, we're doing the AM defense. And he had this idea in mind. I don't, he, you know, we worked out obviously the players and all that, exactly mm-hmm. how it would look later. But he, in his mind, in his head, he had a certain image and obviously this, this uh, concept in mind. Um, and very early. And it put me, I was like, that makes a lot of sense, right? right. It, the right. more I thought right. about it, I was like, yeah, no, easily that's the choice. Right. Because, I mean, if you're talking about marquee programs, if you're talking about a historical tie, which is obviously on brand with us, if you're talking about national implications, you're talking about elite success, right? This is, an, this is a legitimately elite, bordering elite defense. Yeah, it was top 10 last year. Exactly. And we're potentially talking about I mean, the, the, the concept of our Jimbo cover was how Anna was taking a home run, yeah. right? This is their home run st- uh, shot. And this year is almost the culmination of that. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And, yeah, I, I, I did sort of think that, hey, we haven't done a defensive player in a long time. Mm-hmm. We haven't done a defense in a long time. We haven't – I mean, listen, it, it worked out the way that it did with, uh, with Shane and Sam the last two years. Obviously, those were very independent decisions. Sure. I think that in some ways we don't – we don't gravitate towards quarterbacks, you know, in, in our thought, but like sometimes it's just undeniable, right? Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's just uh, where it goes. And so I think for us, you know, I, I think A&M felt like a no-brainer. And you look at sort of the story of this team, right? Because I, I think that there's different directions we could have gone, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, losing a quarterback that obviously does – open things up almost a, a little for sure. you. That's the de facto face of a program. Right, 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 right. And so, I mean, you know, I think you could have gone something offense. I think you could have gone, I mean, I mean, probably the most well-known star, right, is a Kenyon Green, which, mm-hmm. which I mean, hey, doing an offensive lineman, that would have been electric too. Yeah. Uh, well, he has been on the Dave Campbell Tex football rise yes, edition. Yes, he so, was. So he, you know, he's <laughs> he's had his shine. We, we love our offensive linemen over here. You know, I, I think that certainly – uh, you know, Isaiah Spiller, you, you could have gone in that mm-hmm. kind of direction. You could have gone with a Jimbo. You could have gone with an Elko specifically, right? right? Um, but I think for us, right, you look at that front. That that was the big thing. And actually, you know, and I, I, I'm going to have a story up. Uh, again, this is recorded a week in advance, so I need to write the story. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a story that takes you a little bit behind the scenes and, and gets a little bit more into this too. But, like, you know, we kind of debated because – Anum's defense, and I, I think back in, in 2018, 2019, all that sort of stuff, it was kind of interesting because for me being the guy putting together the All-Texas College team, mm-hmm. AM was sometimes tough, right? Because they had so many good players, but like 
you're just like, is Bobby Brown the guy? Right, is yeah. Is Justin Matabuki the guy? And, like, Justin Matabuki that ended up being the guy, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it was never kind of obvious who the stars were. Right. Which I think is a credit to a good defense, sure, right? 100%. I mean, they were solid across the board. And I think that's – it's. There's a Liel now, mm-hmm. like like we'd said, um, and multiple players are going to be drafted in the first couple of rounds next year in, in the 2022 draft. But this still is, outside of Liel, a pretty anonymous defense. 100%. And, uh, and that, again, that's not a knock. That's actually a credit to that there's no weaknesses on this defense. But I think it made the decision a little bit more difficult. And so for us, you know, we actually kind of came in with some players and, you know, we kind of actually talked with A&M and their coaching staff and we're like, okay, you know, what, what kind of stuff, uh, you know, are you looking for? What kind mm-hmm. you know, we, we had these guys in mind and they're like, okay, well, you know, here's some other people who you also might want to consider. And I, I think for us, it was really cool. Cause, um, you know, there were, there were one or two players in that cover who I got to talk to and who were amazing in the shoot who I wouldn't have, have uh, necessarily picked them out of the crowd. Right? right. But A&M, you know, talking with them, they were like, oh, no, these guys are definitely like right. help embody the defense. Right. And so it was like, oh, OK. Right. We, did, we don't see that. Right. And so it was cool to get that little bit of a nudge to be like, yes. what about this guy? Consider yes. him. And I was like, sure. OK, <laughs> let's see what he's got. And he was, they were all great. <laughs> so, so outside of A&M, yeah. and, and we don't need to spend too much time on this, but yeah. uh, who else – were you did you kind of have in mind i know that the name yeah. that everybody thought that we were going to do and yeah. again partially our faults uh, sure. you know i wasn't here for all these decisions just to be clear but uh i think a lot of people thought it was going to be steve sarkeesian yeah uh because you know we've done coaches before yeah. we've done the flagship higher coaches we did jimbo where we did herman first then we did jimbo and so of course you know the 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 easy pick would have been oh yeah the new texas coach right right um I I want to phrase it other than it's too easy. (laughs) Yes. And there's only so many different ways you can write a, hey, they have a new coach story, (laughs) right? Um, That doesn't just come off as a press release. Yes. (laughs) Um, I think the unique thing about those other two stories were that, one, Herman was a – was, you know, we thought and everybody thought he was the dynamite hire, the prodigal son returns, right, to Texas to save the program. Jimbo was an unprecedented hire, right? right, right basically right. a financial hammer swing yes. <laughs> um, of a program. You could say that. Yeah. Um, so those were two – those were, to me, way more interesting than just, hey, they have a new coach. Right. And that's not a discredit to, to Sarkeesian. Well, and actually, I will, I will personally argue, mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of reasons to believe – more than the hires that they made before, though this is this could be the right hire. Sure, but it's not the splash. Right, no, you hired yeah. an offensive coordinator, right? Like from Alabama. From Congrats. Alabama, you've done what Maryland did. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Right. I mean, obviously, he's got things that be better yeah. than Loxley, yeah. but you get the point, right? <laughs> right, and like, I don't know if, if I'm looking at Texas, right? I don't think that this is a high hire, but I think that not being a high hire might be a good thing. Right. It might help him grow. I look at that staff that he put together. I think it's mm-hmm. great. I That's think that Texas is in very good hands, right? Sure. I don't think that that has anything to do with it. But you mentioned Jimbo was like the story of the offseason. Like no, that uh, that was nationally football. unprecedented. Right. right. And then <laughs> you look at uh, you look at Herman. I mean, Texas – told LSU to go screw itself and Tom Herman picked them, right? <laughs> right? Like this is that's the level of hype that that hire had. Yeah. And it didn't work, obviously. Right. But that, you know, you look at that moment, like that's why it was a story. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, yeah, I mean, Steve Sarkeesian I think is going to be 
very good for them. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, again, we've not both, to, we've both credited the hire before, right? I think that it's, it has the potential to be a very good hire, but yes. like, you know, when you're talking hype, that, that, that's not what this is. Right. And again, for the better potentially. And sure. so I think looking elsewhere, um, you know, I think that certainly the other power five schools, none of them gave you a very, very much of a, a, a good case, obviously right. Baylor being two and seven Texas tech being three and seven, something like that four, right. four and six, oh, four and six, sorry. Uh, and, and TCU, you know, I think that we're relatively optimistic about what TCU can be this year, but they certainly weren't that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, did SMU last year? It would be really hard to. I mean, it's it's hard to to repeat as a cover subject. There's just too many good players, too many good coaches, too many good teams. Right. Um, Houston, obviously, a little bit of a mess. I, I think that the one other place that you could have gone is UTSA, mm-hmm. but you know, I I think that for us, they their best football's in front of them, right. right? Their best football's in front of them. You know, I don't certainly think that there would have been anything wrong with calling our shot on sure. them, but. I think that A and M was obviously just such a such a no brainer. I think the, I think it's a I think we're capturing we're very much anticipating a moment with A and M. Yes, right, and a kind of a and again, it's 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 almost like I mentioned it's a culmination of where we kind of planted yes. our seed with that Jimbo feature, right? Yes, yes. Where it's like okay, well here's the 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 promise, the bet paying off potentially. Yes, and so. Yeah, and, and obviously I think that uh, that we're a year early on UTEP, so next mm. year I'll be able to go in and, and make that strong argument. Hundred uh, percent, yes. For Dion Hankins, Hankins and, yeah. uh, and Jacob Cowing goes yes. around each other on the cover. So, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's it's man, this is the biggest thing that we do every single year. This is the most fun thing that we do. I mean, cover cover reveal day is one of my favorite oh, days of the whole it's year. It's a blast. It's a blast. And uh, and and cover shoot day is is probably right up there I'm, with it. Too. I I was. So upset we missed that last year because <laughs> that would have been a lot of fun. We had a lot of random ideas before everything obviously got shut down. <laughs> yes. Um, but I do love like seeing everything kind of come into place and fall together yep. and interacting with the cover subject and all that. So that was a, that was a uh, load of fun to do again this year. Yeah. And I mean, look, uh, <laughs> A&M, not always the best access, right? So, right? so to be able to kind of get to actually hang out and get to be with these, you know, players as people, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think for us, that was that was a really cool thing. I mean, <laughs> we're going to, I'm sure, release a lot of content around this, but, yeah. but Michael Clemens is, he is the breakout star of yes. this performance. Yes. My goodness. He was, yes. Actually, a, a story, and again, I'll, I'll hopefully write about this a little bit too, and, and the story that I put together, Michael Clemens was on his way to the shoots. Yeah. And oh, then, man. Oh, God. And then his, his was it motorcycle moped? It motorci- yeah, I think it was motorcycle. I his can't. motorcycle broke down on the way to the shoot. Yeah. And so Michael Clemens, you know, some people would be like, oh, I'll call and say, like, oh, unfortunately, I can't be there. Yeah. Not Michael Clemens. Michael Clemens ran there. <laughs> and and just to be clear, uh, Michael Clemens, if, if you go look, uh, first of all, look him up online, right? Yeah. Like he's giant. Look at the cover. He's the dude who looks like he's about to eat everybody else yeah. uh and you as well yeah <laughs> reader <laughs> uh and he he's just like all right i don't care i'll run all 270 of right. me there like i don't care man like he, he got in he was like really sweaty <laughs> yeah. and i thought i thought he was working out i yeah, thought he yeah, just yeah. got been got, got I, back I think from a looked at him and was like why are you so sweaty <laughs> like <laughs> 
and we were like he was like so apologetic too because like we were, we'd been waiting there and he was the yeah. last one and so like all the players DeMarvin Lee of course, of course was giving him a rough time he's like man we're just waiting on you like that's the only person we we have to shoot left and so like oh, uh, but yeah then he then it found out again I just thought he came back from a yeah. lift or something yeah. but no he, yeah. his motorcycle <laughs> broke down and he ran Amazing. to the photo shoot oh. and he was it was a great ball of energy like he yeah, was still was, you would not have guessed that he just ran from was, wherever awesome. in the middle of march or april whenever we did that shoot yeah. I forgot. <laughs> amazing amazing well uh just for for two seconds let's touch on the other cover yes so scott surratt the head coach at carthage on mm-hmm. the cover it's your you're the high school guy yes tell us about it i mean you basically have the most decorated high school coach right now mm-hmm. you know um scott surratt is in a class of his own he and that's kind of I love the image that Greg had in mind when he told me that he was thinking about Scott's rap for the cover. He immediately had the Pat Riley, the, image, the Jordan, the jo- Well, it was it was it was that image of yeah. Riley and Jordan, kind yeah. of like it was either the the Riley with his hands together or the Jordan with his the ring, right. hands to his face. He had he he had that in mind. He's like, I want the biggest like flex <laughs> type of uh, type of shoot. And it worked, man. He has all eight rings on. He's 8-0 in state championship games. They can win nine this year. They're loaded back again. Um, they, they also, just, just for people who didn't watch state titles this yeah. year, they uh, ended the game on a 70-0 to run in the state title game. Yeah, it's a, it's a machine, man. Carthage is a machine, and it, it, it's because of him. And the story's basically like, you know... How does he do it? <laughs> right. How does he keep that machine churning? Because different programs rise up every year, right? We see Pleasant Grove. We see uh, Waco La Vega is always going to be there. And they're a foot of – they're the class above them. Right. Right. We, I remember a couple years ago, uh, it was La Vega and Carthage. We were excited for that game. We were like, it's going to be physical. It's going to be, uh, you know, the bloodiest game of the week. And Carthage just squashed them. Right. And La Vega is a and like, damn good program. La Vega is like a bunch of just like I mean their their whole deal. Yeah, they they're trying to like beat your ass. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's that's man. They have some good like skilled players yes. too, but like a lot of it is just like you don't want to play us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you, exactly. You want to go home. Man. Exactly. <laughs> the bus is over there. And Pleasant Grove again. They pump out college prospects, and you know Josh yeah. Gibson has that program as the new power out east and. They were born in Carthage's league last year. And yeah. it's like you get to a point where you just like – it's undeniable, yeah. right? It's undeniable do? what this guy's doing. And I remember after after he won eight, Greg was like, he's going on the back cover. Right. Like there's no excuse. There's no other bigger high school story right. than this guy who's 8-0 in championships. Like, And, and how old is, is Scott Surratt? Oh, that's a good question. I'm actually not he's sure. not he's, old. No, he is not old at all. He could – He's basically he's going to keep doing this as long as he wants to. Like (laughs) it's not a case of like oh he's got a couple more years and I was like no he's potentially got if he wants to double digit more years left in him. Like yeah, I I mean when I'd never seen Surratt before the state championship games that I covered Mm -hmm. with you guys in 2019, I think it was. Yeah, and like you know when I'm like oh you hear this at the time seven time state champion you're like oh yeah you know this grizzled old east texas guy you assume right, right. and then it's like oh this dude <laughs> this dude is like i mean he looks like 38 like, like i don't know like he does not look he old. looks like he yeah i mean he looks yeah he could easily be in his 30s yeah. he's in great shape like he's just like <laughs> i mean the, the the thing too right and like he does not look like a dude who coaches high school football in east texas yeah like he looks like he could have walked off of you know he looks like he could be on ut staff right now right like <laughs> yeah, i mean exactly. that he would fit more in there right. but 
he just I mean that's just his his deal, man. Quick question: I know you're, you're not the high school guy. Yeah. But I, I, do you know the last school to beat Carthage to make the to, to they ended a forty game win streak? The it last was in school to beat twenty seventeen or to, no twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Oh boy! See now, now you're, I'm gonna get in trouble because I'm gonna get, get a classification wrong. <laughs> they were they were still four eighty one. Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't. Or sorry, four eighty two. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Pleasant Grove, was it? No, it wasn't. It was Rest His Soul, Jeff Walker's Liberty Hill. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Rest in peace, Coach Walker, because that Liberty Hill That's, squad ooh. ended the ended a That's, run. Man. That must Those have been Liberty that was a Hill damn kids. good inter- a Liberty Hill team. That is a lot of heart and for, a for lot people of who, scheming. For people who don't know, like Liberty Hill is like a pretty well off like outside of Austin school that mm-hmm. runs that's known for running the slot T. They've ran it basically for like the past thirty years. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's longer. They're the slot T school. Yeah. and for people who don't know slot T, like oh. can, can you describe it just a little? Uh, golly, think of it's it's old school with like. It's entirely based around misdirection. Yes. Right? It's entirely based around the quarterback has to have basically magician hands because he has to base, think th- he has to get the defense to think he's handing the ball off three to four different times. Yes. And that's it's like, like the you, con- if you watch it in motion yeah. in by a school like Liberty Hill, it is a thing of beauty. Yeah. Because again, you'll see a sweep, you'll see a sweeper come around fake, you'll see the fullback dive fake. And then running back come around again, uh, or the, the the wing back will come around. He'll get the ball, and the defense has to keep his eyes on three to four different dudes. Right. And all of a sudden, you see somebody pop out of a pile and just <laughs> go for thirty yards. And you're like, oh, there he is. That's so, the ball. I mean, obviously the the most the closest comparison for college people would obviously be the flex bone, but it's almost like a little bit more horizontal than yeah. than the flex bone. Oh yeah, no, no. no. I mean, flex bone is you know for the most part it's just, it's a triple option. You have right. three options, right? And for, you can kind of eliminate one, right. you know, at a time. This one, you, they happen like so suddenly. Crazy. Uh, I think there was a video of Marble Falls who runs it doing uh, drills with their quarterback, fullback, and running back, and they they used um, uh, 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 God hurdles, and it was like it was like three feet of space, oh and gosh. like the quarterback was using the hand motions in that space, and it's like that's how succinct and like precise all this movement is crazy. it is one of the craziest offenses to watch i love it so much and, and that's the school that had to that, take that's down kyle Carson. harrison's one right that's yeah that was kyle. a kyle harrison team yeah, yeah. yep Oof, good times good yeah. times well you can pick it up at your Walmart, at your Kroger, whatever, but this is the easiest way to get it. It gets mailed directly to your house. On top of that, you get it before everybody else, uh, hopefully about two weeks before everybody else. Potentially late June is usually when we start to, to see people getting it, uh, and it'll be out in July in Bookstand. So, ish, exciting times. Yeah. Exciting times. Well, thanks so much to everybody for joining us. Here's Damani Richardson. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here with one of the cover books, the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Texas A&M, the defensive back to Monday Richardson. First and foremost, uh, being on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, uh, what, what's it mean to you? Um, well, I've always like heard about um, Dave Campbell's uh, football like magazine like, since I was in high school, and uh, I heard that um, we were like, we've been the first um, group since 1998, mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool getting to be the first Texas A&M uh, defensive unit on there, and um, I'm just really excited, really excited to be on there. Well, and, and you mentioned the A&M defense, you know, you guys have a, a reputation, you know, I think A&M always has a great defensive reputation. Do you feel like you guys are trying to bring back that wrecking crew mentality? 
Um, so like the the wrecking crew had their own name. We're just trying to be the best unit we can be, and um, I can see the way we're practicing, like how we're coming along, and like uh, getting to where we want to be. Well, big expectations for you guys in 2021. We think you're going to be pretty good. That's, that's our team. But uh, I want to know, you know, what are you working on? What do you, what do you want to do to get better to, to, to be part of the championship? Um, so personally, for me, I just want to. Um, just work on my craft so I can like be the best of my team as I can be. And um, team goal-wise, um, just be a leader, um, just um, bring all the young guys along and just be more vocal and just so we can like be the top the top defense as I know we can be. Now, you've been here doing this photo shoot, some of your teammates, a couple of your friends. Um, we've had some, some, some fun yelling at the camera and stuff like that. Yeah. Did any of these guys scare you screaming at the camera anything? Oh, uh, Mike. Mike was pretty loud. <laughs> uh, number two, Mike. Yeah, he was pretty loud, but uh, I guess it's just Mike, yeah. <laughs> Tamani, congratulations. Thank you.